Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Coach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to talk uh, Q&As, the live stream summary from last night. Thank you to everybody that tuned in, trying to get there on a Thursday night to talk teams and all your other questions, not just Supercoach related, I had some footy questions and really happy to start opening that up to more just general footy chat with you guys and bit of, you know share your thoughts on, on everything footy related. Uh, so yeah, as I said, thank you to everybody that tuned in there. For those who can't, we'll just do a very quick recap of some of the main questions we had to try to help answer the last minute questions you have about your team. Uh, before we do that, as always, continue to check us out on all our social media platforms, Supercoach Insider 100 or Swizz26 for the Twitter. And then we've got the SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, uh, TikTok, so all those good things. And thank you again to our sponsor, Splash Vodka, for their ongoing support of this podcast. Uh, so, first question, and I'll just get into tonight's game. So, we've got Geelong-Richmond, which is 7.20, so be mindful of that. A um, couple of questions we got was about daily fantasy sports, in particular is draft stars that I play. Um, some really good, cheaper options tonight. I'm all in on Geelong, naturally. I think they're going to do a bit of a number on us. Uh, the only two players I really like from Richmond are Taranto and Hopper, so I've managed to fit them into a team. Um, and then the Geelong players I've picked around them is Hawkins and Simpson up forward, Atkins and Holmes in the midfield. I've got a, um, a Safava, Radigalia and Coljazian um, down back because I think there'll be a lot of intercept marks. Richmond are really missing those that that, that presence of Tom Lynch. Uh, there is half forward and I've gone Blissavs in the ruck. Um, definitely can take Hopper out and go O'Connor instead of Coljazian and then go say Isaac Smith who usually does a bit of a number on the wings against Richmond. And then the other one is you can bring in Stewart. Um, so I was playing with him instead of Sava, take out Hopper again, and then you can bring in Tanner Bruin. So I like those sort of options there. Usually somebody else that pops up, but yeah, I think I'm all in on the Cats, and I think they they all look pretty solid options for that. So that answers that question. Uh, quite a few questions, naturally, about VC and C. The safe play for me this week is Oliver and DeMont. Um, so I won't be swapping off that. Uh, if you have Stewart or Anderson tonight, I think they're pretty obvious um, options there. So you can definitely loophole, especially for those people who are struggling with loophole options this week. It might be, say, you've got Johnson, so he's playing tomorrow. If you do have one of the Giants boys in Madden and um, uh, Ralston, that does open up a lot more options because the Giants are playing the last game. Just be mindful if you have Madden, you know, maybe put Tim English there on the bench as your emergency. Make sure you have that emergency on as well. Um, a lot of people forget to do that. And actually, I might just quickly do that anyway, just so people see. So that's sub English. There's Madden. Comes on field. And then you make Madden the captain. But you make sure Tim English has the emergency there. Captain loophole done. Very simple. But just always be mindful um, that. And also be mindful when you reverse your trades. Um, it's, it's definitely something that people do. So they go up there, they do all their undo changes. Everything happens around that. And then you forget about your captain. It happens to so many people. So, um, yeah, just something to be definitely mindful of. Um, had something about team value. So I think I'm sitting at 12,800,000. Um, so a lot of the higher teams are ranked, uh, you know, probably close to that, getting close to that $13 million mark. So just sort of a little bit of thought around that. Uh, if, if that's not you, that's fine. Um, but you might need to start having a look at how can you bring some cash into your team. And if that's maybe taking a few more risks, uh, we definitely talked about some five 
um, 25, 530k options yesterday uh, and ranking Brayshaw, Steele and Mills were the most popular ones. I'm not as big a fan on Brayshaw just because they're fixture coming up. So I did make note of that. I think they've got Geelong and Sydney twice in about the next 10 or 11 weeks. Um, and maybe it's the D's as well. So wasn't that good. Star, I can see the appeal of Mills. Just the question is, is he going to spend a little bit more time defence, but definitely has the capacity to score. Um, if I had to choose between them this week, I'd have Steele number one and then Mills. Mills is also not going to pick up forward status. So that was a que- uh, defensive status. That was a question that we got asked um, quite a bit last night. That was 22% um, that he's sitting at. So definitely someone to ignore. But however, forward status, we've got Maxi Gorn 38% and Walsh 39%. So two players you've definitely got to consider as you go on. So definitely questions that were raised a lot. Uh, and then the rookies, naturally, between your Weddles, Nivets, and Atkins seem to be the most popular. Will Gould is named, and that, I don't like it long-term. It does worry me there. Maybe if McCartan just doesn't keep playing and he does well, maybe he could be solid. But it just the way he's been played for so long now, I'd probably be worried about his job security. All these guys have bad job security. Um, Weddle's the one we like best because the Hawks obviously are low. They're trying to put game time into every um, all their young players. So he might find himself out at some point. But yeah, as somebody who looks like the better one, Atkins is very reliant on what happens if Will Powell and Ainsworth both come back and then, you know, eventually Took. So what's their sort of best 22? Is he a potential sub-candidate? Um, so there are some concerns around that because the Suns are outside of sort of Took and Powell in particular, they're close to their, um, so not Powell, um, I mean Weller. Yeah, when Weller comes back in, yeah, they're close to that best 22 makeup. And start of the year, Atkins wasn't part of that. He's kind of on the fringes, so there is a little worry there. I know nearly a third of the top 1% have brought him in this week, so a little bit more confidence that, you know, you've got a lot of highly ranked players have brought him in, um, and it's got a good buy. And I think his scoring potential is actually really good. But it's just, I think his job security could be a real issue. But I don't mind people doing it if, if that's the option you want to go down. Never, maybe not as much. Uh, we'll be talked long about that. Dempsey's the obvious one that goes out for close. But he, um, but then what's the next option? Sort of when you sort of, uh, you've got Dangerfield, Gary Rowan. Um, there, there was definitely another player of note there from Geelong who's going to come back in. That's escaped me. But they did have three or four players that have to come back in that side. So potentially it's Parford, but then I think it's Nevitt um, out out there. So long-term security doesn't look that great. The, the thing that, as a Simpson owner, I'm really hoping that it's not Simpson has a bad game, Nevitt has a really good game, and then Nevitt's job security goes ahead of Simpson. So I wouldn't think that's probably the case because Simpson, they did play in that final series in 2020. Um, but yeah, so you kind of want to back, they th- you'd think they'd back him in and the role that he's playing, but there's also potential, you know, uh, Stengel is the one, and that's why we thought originally it was Simpson and Stengel, but if Stengel was to come back, there is potential they play both, never, you know, gets pushed out. So, uh, uh yeah, some questions around that. Uh, I know some people are looking at defenders, uh, so the obvious cheapest ones, Zeeble, this is the last chance you've got, got to uh, to get him in if you want to. Sinclair's still a really popular one. Um, for me, a lot of the answers come back down to your buys. I know people struggling with Walsh because it's that round 15 buy. I did talk about that in my team of the week, how you can t- potentially work around that, but that is going to be a tough one for people. So something to think about there. Um, in regards to trade out, oh, and actually a couple more defenders we talked about was Jake Lloyd. Really like his buy and the role that he's playing at the moment. Houston's a bit more of an issue because of that round 15 buy again, but has been scoring quite well. 
Um, Luke Ryan always worried about his body, but has been been great. But obviously a little bit more expensive, and then you get into that five sixty end where Lloyd, you know, it's still more attainable. Um, that round fifteen buy issue again is with the Blues Doherty five oh nine, beautiful price. But then how do you you manage that? So we did have some questions around um, them. Most people forward line is fairly solid. Uh, Marshall, we don't know a lot about yet. We're still waiting to see that those final teams. And then Sunday, you know, there's the potential they could be pulled out. So that's why when I talked to my team um, uh, trade discussion this week, it was um, I've only used the one trade but with the potential that I can move Marshall to Gaunt if I really have to do that, if there was a, like an update there. So we did have some talk around that as well. In regards to trade-out options, Chandler does average 90 at the MCG this year. He's Beautiful scores. Kicks, he's kicked three goals three times there. So something to can, um, consider about not trading him out. Ashcroft's the popular one that a lot of people are trading out. Break even of 71. Um, because of Parrish's injury, that probably opens up more points available in that game. And you'd think Ashcroft can rebound and probably get a 70. It's not going to restart his cash gen. So he can be somebody to move on. He's just more that sort of guy that can score well. A um, bit like some people who have kept Ruben Jimby. Um, you know, he's still going his 60s and each week he's making his break even. I feel like Ashcroft could be that guy who just potters around that 70 mark. Not somebody we need to move necessarily at the moment and just um, potentially is fine in our side. It's a player that I'm looking at maybe moving next week um, with the extra cash that I now have um, through my trade this week as an option. So they're the most popular. Uh, two of the more discuss ones because of their value uh, your McKenna's your Wilmont's uh, definitely probably players I'd be moving on first I've personally gone with JVR even though he's cleared of that suspension uh, most likely to start dropping cash this week so unless he has a massive game against the Hawks so there guys like I know a lot of people are struggling with the amount of um, sort of dead rookies they've got on their bench something that um, naturally has to be thought about the hope is Constable. I know he's still not named on the emergencies, but some point gets an opportunity. Chesser could be the sub this week. Johnson's back next week, so I think that'll start clearing up for people. But if people do want to downgrade and start bringing in a couple of these other rookies, yeah, I can understand that completely, why you'd want to do that. Um, yeah, so we had some discussion around that, a little bit of chat more, and then about sort of booing and Horn Francis and, and, and all those situations, which I really enjoyed. So um, you can't, all that's on that live stream if you want to, uh, look at that for more but from a super coach perspective yeah they were the key questions there so um, and as we're coming into the buyers it's really hard to like without people like last night they were asking about specific questions with their specific questions about their team um, and, and that's the thing when you are asking them and, and sending me the messages which I'm happy to answer um, yeah be mindful of actually talking about have you thought about your buyers and and that that does give me a easier and ben and chris are the same um easier to answer those questions when you're asking it because that's what we're sort of thinking okay how many buy players do you have there um for those who have super coach gold um, it does make it a lot easier it's up here in the show buys and you can just click on it and there's your round 12s and your your round 15s which is the one that which is really horrific um, for people to deal with if you don't naturally you can go to the pen and paper strategy and write them down and and th that gives you a bit more idea so um, during those buy rounds you've got your best 18 playing 
Uh, so and it's still the same thing. So if you've got six forwards, you can't play eight forwards. Um, but because we've got so many um, dual position players in the forward line, you might have to move them into the midfield and have those bench players come on. So um, yeah, I know a few people have been caught that, that in the past. They might have eight defenders. It's like well, you actually can still only play six. Um, so you've got to be mindful of it's still the same rules. It's your best 18 on field out of that 22, but you can't just use your emergencies for a line that you've got no need to use emergencies. Um, and our best way to probably show that is round 13, which I'm not missing anyone bar Simpson at the moment, or Uncounstable. So hypothetically, in my forward line, um, if Mitchell and Roberts were playing, which we know Roberts isn't playing, but let's just say I was trying to use them, um, they won't count because all eight players on my four, six players on my forward line are playing. So it's just something to be mindful then um, when we get to that. So yeah, all these little things that people are starting to think about and buys is a great opportunity to really boost your rankings, uh, you know, opportunities to take risks. If you're finding that you don't have many round 12s or even round 13, great round of target if you've got some Geelong guys in mind or even Gold Coast Suns that's where Anderson Stewart um you know your Simpsons I know some people are looking at Nevitt and hoping he he um can keep his job security not as much you know maybe Jeremy Cameron Hawkins all those sort of players they're going to really serve you well come around 14 15 when people are going to be scrambling to get the best 18 up um, and that's ways to also target maybe um of winning the weekly score um if, if you think your ranking's you know horrific and, and you're not really playing for anything well maybe you can adjust your side so it's really good for round 14 and 15 um, and, and bring in a lot of those round 12 13 players uh, also if you play just for leagues and head-to-head have a look at some of the matchups you've got going so I always like to think well this year it's four rounds of bias but let's remove round 13 Gold Coast Geelong so I'm trying to win two out of those three if I'm just playing for leagues. So you might load up on round 15, guys. Go, okay, I'm going to lose that round, but I'm going to make sure I win round 12 and 14. So I'm still in a good position on the ladder. Uh, so yeah, that's a bit of thought um, for those players that play some serious leagues. And um, you know, I know people play cash leagues and stuff like that or for some good trophies and stuff. So definitely consider that. Um, but outside of that, that were the main questions that we discussed. Obviously, went into a lot more depth over a two-hour show, but um, hopefully that gives you a bit of an answer as we're looking into the round ahead. So all the best for your super coaching, and we will talk soon.